Welcome back, everyone. J-Bone here for Smash This Podcast. To my left, your right, Mr. C.M. Styles is in the house. Brother, what is up? What's going on, guys? How's everyone doing? Oh, wait. We're talking about the wrong show here, aren't we? I'm doing the Young Bucks pose. <laughs> that's that's Wednesdays. Yeah, that's that's oops, wrong way. Yeah. I'm on the wrong show tonight. What the hell is wrong with me nuts? Well, what's, hey guys, what's going thanks on? for having me here, J Bone. Always a pleasure to be here. It's been a while since I've been in the whole podcast business, but tonight we are going to talk about some Monday Night Raw. It is Fallout, as you can see on the background here fallout from elimination chamber and now i know you didn't watch the chamber last night i did miss the chamber i completely forgot it was on um like as soon as i woke up this morning got on social media uh folks were messaging me saying hey did you see the chamber last night i said that was last night and my mind completely slipped like for those who don't know i haven't been watching as much wrestling lately uh not because i'm trying to draw away from the business i have other endeavors that have that have going on plus another reason i've been stepping away from all kinds of things is that i'm taking care of an 87 year old grandmother who just recently got surgery for a pacemaker diagnosed with uh, stage one breast cancer again and deals with uh, very low uh, low bone tolerance, so it's like balancing my personal life plus trying to uh, you know balance my own life. And in terms of getting in shape, getting healthy, because I was almost three hundred pounds, so <laughs> life's been a journey for me, folks. But I'm here in the flesh and living. There you go. And we are going to get to talk about Monday Night Raw, which I barely got to watch tonight because of a lot of things going on. But I'm watching highlights, getting to recap everything, and I'm seeing what's going on. And I cannot wait to talk about it anyway. Well, it's it's been interesting. It's been interesting. And I and yeah. I covered Elimination Chamber last night. And let's let let's just rewind this a little bit for your sakes, just so yes, you I get a that, little I'm very interested what I missed. I do well, know one big spoiler, but going no. going way back months now, um, one of my favorites on the SmackDown roster, uh, Otis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got, he lost the money in the bank. He, well, he won the money in the bank and he lost it. I did see that. He lost it, and it and it was bittersweet for me because I mean he's a he, on him. he's a Wisconsin guy. So yeah. I was like rooting for him, and plus, I mean, how can you not like Otis, man? He's Otis, just a honestly. It, oh yeah, Otis is a workhorse. But the thing that sucks for him is that he doesn't fit the WWE mold. The IWC put him over until he got that money in the bank. As soon as he got it, no one wanted to see it on him. It basically backfired on him for no reason at all. Some folks still supported him, but others yeah. were looking for you know, a, a different objective on it. And of course the biggest objective to use is the guy that I used to put over all the time. And I'm still going to, and it's the Miz because he's the guy of many talents, so much charisma, so much, so much heel perspective to him that that was the only person that would have made sense. And they use Mandy Rose against Otis and that I remember. I did watch some of that stuff when I was in Florida and it, it, it kind of ached, you know, it, it broke my heart in a way to see that happen, but to see 
heavy machinery actually break up due to this whole thing really is what set the tone on all this. I'm like, could you have not done that? Like we haven't seen Tucker much since then from what I saw. Like, yeah, he's been on like less than a handful of times. If anything, he's probably on main event, which which I, I do not pay attention to because no, I not a lot of people do. Like, unless one of your favorites is on there. Yeah, yeah, as basically <laughs> the enhancement talent show. It's always has been, always will be. So it's like, where where do these guys go from there? Do are they redeveloping their skill set? Are they? I mean, it's not a show based on promos. It's a show based on, you know, your work rate. That, that's how I see it. You're you're not there. It's a one hour show, if I remember. Yeah. So you don't you don't get much time to showcase yourself. So basically, you're the jobber to the stars. You're the buried talent. You're the you're the outcast. Yeah, yeah. It's you know until they find something better for you. But once you're on there, it's uh, it's not good. It's not yeah. good. <clears throat> Excuse me. So so yeah. So so Miz got the money in the bank briefcase. He went through some drama with. Uh, with uh, Adam Pierce, you know, going back and forth, got it taken away. It was given back to him. Yeah, I yeah. saw the highlight of that. Because wasn't it Jomo that cashed in the money in the bank months ago? and Or like a month and a half ago? If that's what we're talking about here. It it was I remember I don't remember exactly like what all went down because I've been it back was an illegal cash in it wasn't the Miz that cash in so it became an invalid cash in I remember yeah that. yeah 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 it was a technicality or something like that yeah. so yeah which made sense it actually so made we sense. pretty much yeah. knew what was going to happen regardless this was a it was misplanned the way I'm seeing it like the way yeah. I put it into perspective. But eventually the plan was to take the title off of one WWE champion. I did not expect it to be Drew. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people, and, and I've, I've said this a billion times, I'll say it again, never assume anything in the world of professional wrestling. Exactly. But I, I assumed this was going to be like a cash-in at Mania. That made sense to me, have a big moment at Mania. But then they started showing Miz last night partway through the show in fact right before the main event they show him like off in the corner talking to mvp with the briefcase sitting there on like one of their road cases next to him mm -hmm. and i was like oh oh man what are they what are they conspiring and sure enough that all came out tonight and he made a deal with MVP that if Lashley takes out Drew McIntyre, then he cashes in on Drew and becomes WWE champion. Yeah. And, of course, that really backfired for Miz tonight. Um, so that's where we're at now. And there's a lot of other little things going on that we'll we'll get into, and I'll I'll get your opinion on it and oh, stuff throughout this. So yes, we are covering the fallout from Elimination Chamber last night. This is Raw, February twenty second, twenty twenty one. Welcome everyone. So yeah, it's been a while since Styles has been on here, so it's it's he's been, he's, he's been busy with life and. Uh, just uh, a million other things, but I'm I'm really happy I could get him on here and 
And man, I had to talk to my agents, man. They they really made it complicated for me to come on as well. So <laughs> Well, I'm glad they didn't give me any trouble tonight. So. <laughs> Goodness, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. Uh <laughs> I, I deal with enough, enough craziness in this in this world of podcasting. Um, but that's another discussion for another time. Uh, so we start out here with uh, John Morrison in the ring, and he introduces the new WWE champion, The Miz. And he comes out to just bombastic pyro. Now, I know you saw like the first hour ish. Yeah. So what did you think of uh, this whole entrance here? So, yeah, the whole entrance, the whole build up to, uh, you know, the Miz, I, I, I thought that was pretty spectacular. Um, I'll tell you what I do miss about the Miz. Um, if we can go back to like around the time he and Big Show were a tag team. Uh, do you remember those big fluffy letters that spelled awesome? Oh yeah, and they were a part of his entrance yes. when he faced he back. I'm sorry, you know, as a fan of the Miz, I would love to see them bring that back, uh, just for like one night only. Bring it back for Mania if you're going to have Miz as uh, either a full time champ or trans uh, tr uh, transitional, as we say, you know, the temporary uh, champ until someone else takes it at uh, Mania. Because I don't know if they're going to keep him as Chantomania or if they're going to just wait till Fastlane. So we still have one more pay-per-view to go. So Right, we got Fastlane and then a few weeks later is that. A few weeks uh, later Mania. And right. It's gonna, I'm going to be honest, this year's Mania better be a little bit more intense than last year's because it was weird being in a performance center with nobody there. Like... See, that, and that, that drew me away from the WWE for a while. That performance center with no crowd reaction, and then they started throwing in, you know, performance center talent to like cheer and boo, and it just it didn't bode well with me. That that turned me away. And then when they started bringing people in, they started throwing LED boards, you know, piped and chants and cheers, and I was just like, "You're doing it all wrong." Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen a lot of different opinions on it. I mean, I I, I give them credit for trying to yeah. put something out there, you know, because I, I you know a lot of different sports slash entertainers use the screen, like some talk shows use that big screen background, you yeah. know, like a virtual audience. And like uh, we've seen that with the NBA, we've seen, seen that their NBA has been doing it. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I was watching the prices right with my grandmother the other day while she was recovering from her surgery. And I was like, there's no people here. There's as a matter of fact, uh, I believe Jeopardy's doing the same thing as well. Like you said, live TV shows and talk shows and game shows, everyone's starting to pull the trigger in that for the social sake of, you know, social distancing. And Ooh. it's just, honestly, I get it. We're in a pandemic. COVID's bad. 99.5% survival rating, but you can still get sick from it. So we're trying to prevent the spread. I, I accept that. So it's just like, you know, can't have live audiences or if you, 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 you know, if it's a, a small studio closed space, it's very limited. Yeah. And, and behind me, I have 
dozens of masks that I can wear on a daily basis. And now we're to the point where you get to wear like two to three to survive. No, thanks. I'll just, I'll just watch things from home. I'll just do my business from here. There you go. Wearing a mask and passing out for no reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Aside from all that crazy shit. Um, yeah. Like this year's WrestleMania, I've been reading reports that there's possibly going to be people at the Raymond James state. Possibly. It yeah. They, depends. they haven't, they, you know, people are like really eagerly waiting on like some kind of find, announcement. Yeah. People, people are actually starting to, purchase tickets i don't know how legit that is because i haven't i looked on like places like Ticketmaster, unless there's some secret site where you're getting these tickets from that i don't know about but um it's just like all right so these people get the tickets say they you know you go there you get screened that's the first thing they're going to do take the temperature ask the like three to five questions have you right. exposed have you been out of country have you been anyone or you know been around anyone that has it have you had it do you carry the antibodies and basically we have a thermometer here we got to stick in other places as well just to make sure you're good to go <laughs> oh god <laughs> welcome to my show <laughs> So yeah, folks. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm taking this as serious as possible, but at the same time, I have to use a weird sense of humor, and hopefully, you guys can accept it. I'm not for the faint of heart. It's how it's it's how you get by. It's no, it's completely understandable. I appreciate yeah, that. It's just it's just that you know this whole new society with this whole new pandemic. It's just really putting a strain on things and sports entertainment sports in general is just really affected you see the nfl we saw the super bowl you know they had a nice size crowd but the results was people are getting sick um you yeah. know nhl they're they're pretty much doing their own playing without crowds without fans um, mlb kind of had fans uh socially distanced cardboard fans as well nba playing in the bubble it's just like i i can't deal with it anymore but at the same time we do need some crowd energy you need the fans to support your you know your your product and yeah but you can't just use an led board all the time and throw in fake shears because we know what's going on behind the scenes oh yeah so, yeah it's it's uh it's and everybody's doing their own thing to try to get by and start trying to put on the best show as possible so but yeah and, and like i said i give wwe credit for what they're doing some people dig it some people don't some people are really into the whole thunderdome thing some people really like being a part of it i've been a part of it a few times i'm not a big fan of my whole uh, personal experience with it, but whatever, you know, it's tasty. Yeah, I was reading a transcript of uh, what the WWE controls. They want all your bandwidth. They don't want you focusing on anything else but their product. Do not show or promote anything that has nothing to do with the WWE. And I'm like, when they want you to cheer, you cheer. If they want you to boo, you boo. And that's it. Like nothing in between. There's no gray lines. It's what they want. It's like dictatorship. And I'm like, no, I, right. Uh, yeah. It's like, and I'm glad I wasn't on there tonight. Cause I'd be cheering the Miz. I'd probably be the first to I get know, booed. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the one, I'm the one that said, you know, back when, uh, 
I was living up north before I moved to Florida. I said I'm a Misfit fan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's and, and back when he was champ before, I, and I know I'm not the only one that felt this, but I felt like he didn't deserve it yet. You know, yeah. he was, he was a great heel, but I didn't feel like he was, he hit that, you know, yeah. That wasn't reach his time. That. yeah. And, but now, you know, he's been the consummate company guy, always putting in a hundred thousand percent in whatever he's doing, whatever he's representing at the time. Dude, I'm, I'm going to give him, you know, the highest of credit. You know, he's one of the safest workers out there. You know, people, people undermine him so badly and it's so discouraging. Like this guy went from being on the real world, a reality TV show that was scripted. But at the same time, he took it as serious as possible because it's a job like nothing else. And he brought his talent over to WWE and it all started with the whole diva search. He was nervous. Anyone would be nervous. Someone gives you a hot mic and expects you to do this job instantly. You're highly mistaken. And I applauded him for surviving that. Like, you know, and then, the and then he talked about and then he became like the host of SmackDown, and yeah, he, he was did. hosting SmackDown. Yeah. He was helping out with Raw. He was he was doing behind the scenes stuff that no one else could do, and, and he wasn't doing it well, but he was doing it because why? He was dedicated, and that's what makes him awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah, and like Mister Fretz here is he's, he's, he doesn't like the Miz, and that's okay. It's, it's that's okay. okay. Everybody. Yeah, no, you it, it don't don't feel like you have to love the Miz because you're here. I'm just saying I I appreciate you his love work. Miz. You'll <laughs> love him. I'm gonna make sure you love him by the it's end of this night. Easy, buddy. Easy. <laughs> don't make me go psycho. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh man, it's don't been a while. Um, it's so, okay to hate people. Not what I hate. Yeah, I mean, if he's a heel and you hate him, then he's doing his job. You know, exactly. if you hate him for other reasons, well, that's another discussion for another time. So, um, <laughs> critical thing just had to put the chick magnet biz back into my head. Yeah, and he's there, and they're selling that T-shirt again. I just checked the uh, the website. So yeah, they got the retro T-shirt up. It's hilarious. So, but yeah, so he he comes out here and. And uh, and he's just he's just cutting a scathing promo on on I mean he's really putting himself over here talking about he's left everybody in his wake and, you know Cena's gone uh, Drew McIntyre's gone and 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 he even brings up Lashley and I was like oh that's that I that's, already knew where their storyline was going there yeah I was like oh that was that was a mistake Miz that's no oh, you should just. You should stop right there and just exit stage left, you know, yep. not, not good. Just stop. He didn't. He kept going. He kept going. And MVP comes out with Lashley. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to get good now. And um, I, I'll give credit to Lashley. I've never considered him a promo guy, but for what he had to do tonight, he kept it simple and straight and to the point, and it worked. Yeah, it was what, probably one of his best promos I've ever seen, honestly. Yeah. 
And I love MVP. I, I love MVP's role in all this. I mean, I, it's a suck setting. It's a great mouthpiece, but right now with him being on the injured list, I think it's time for Lashley to step up a little bit. Yeah, but at least at least uh, MVP can still be out there. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, um, if you got if you got the weight, you know, you better have the mouth to go with it. Because if you're not carrying your weight the proper way, then you're just not doing your job right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so uh, uh, Lashley informs him, you know, because of what they discussed the night prior, that he wants his shot and he wants it now. And the Miz is like, no, nah, just, just take it easy there, big guy. Take it easy. Look, I, I never promised nothing. And he's, you know, he's, he's, he's backing out of this now. He's, he's terrified. And, uh, you could tell things are things are not going to go Miz's way eventually in all this. Um, so and then and later on he even goes to uh, Adam Pierce about it. But basically, Lashley's like, I'll, I'll give you an hour to figure out what you're going to do, and if not, he I forget exactly the words he said. He said, "But I'll send you to the hospital." I'll send you to the emergency room, and it will be painful. It'll be. He basically said, "I'm going to destroy you, and there's nothing you or Jumbo can do about it." Right, and that'll be our new reality show. Is from the hospital. Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> so I was like, "Oh man, are, are we going to get a championship match tonight on Raw?" You know, all these things, and they got the actually got the countdown clock going now. So it's like, "Oh man, this is getting good." Uh, <laughs> Zach Bonifer Miz doing his best Kyle impression. Oh, that's just cold, Zach. That's just cold. Uh, <laughs> Poor, poor Kyle's not even here, and he's getting dissed. My God, uh, dish tracks, right? Uh, and uh, then the riddles. Now, th this this episode by no means was perfect, but I did enjoy it. But this next segment just was like crazy because uh, Riddle was saying some stuff here that really made me say, "Who booked this?" Yeah, or or even what the fuck did you do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, just, it's, it's like where where Riddle comes up with some of this stuff. I I just don't know. I just who, who is writing his promos, his material backstage? Like I, I'm trying to get a, a huge dialect on everything he says. All I can follow up with, bro. After that, it's just. It's just confusing. It's like, too, he, it's, he's basically it's too like, much. He's like RVD in 2021. Oh, it's like the it's it's like the eighth level of RVD to the fourth power. It's like, <laughs> and here comes the Steiner math. No, but <laughs> it's it's just it's so ridiculous. Like if if he if they just made it simple, it would actually be entertaining. But yeah. he, he throws they they make him just sound like an idiot. I mean, thank God his in ring work backs it up, you know, so that he doesn't you know look like a complete lunatic. But um, so then that that leads into we get a uh, a U.S. title match. Well, they, they don't take it easy on Riddle. He's got a defense less than uh twenty four hours, hours later. Hours, yeah, 
crazy. So we got Riddle versus Chomo, John Morrison. Give me your thoughts on... Uh, okay, so this match right here, I mean, you know, for his first title defense, we, we could pretty much do a dead giveaway that we knew Riddle was going to pull out the victory, let alone be against John Morrison, of all people. You know, the, the Prince of Parkour. This, this guy, he's got the moves. He, he's physically capable of doing what Riddle does. Hence, he's about, what, almost 20 years older. Not even. And it's just like, Morrison can still go, dude. I'm, I'm going to give him that. You know, he, oh, no, he, yeah. he was dealing with that nagging injury. He got that stem cell surgery. You know, he, he got himself back into the shape that he needs to be in. So for him to go up against a guy like Riddle, a former MMA guy who is now a pro wrestler or sports entertainer, that match could possibly be one of the top matches of the evening. So... Oh yeah. I mean yeah. Riddle has the he has the goods to be one of the best technical more like well I can we call him technical or like can we call him like a uh, what's the, a smash mouth brawler type? I, like it's it's really hard to determine his style because he's very hybrid how he works. So he's got like every aspect of like other you know top talents. He he has the the RVD mentality without being RVD. If you give this guy his moveset, I can guarantee he could do a perfect five star frog splash with no hesitation, and he would just call it getting high. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Woo. <laughs> you can thank me later, Vince. Um, but yeah, like seriously, <laughs> this guy, he's got all the top aspects to be a future world champion. He he's very entertaining. I like his, you know, I like his style, but it's very confusing to some of the audience. But I think the reason they're doing that to make him to dumb his uh, gimmick down is to compare it to today's society. Yeah, that could be if it. You think and about just... it. Uh, not to have to throw all the cancel culture out there and all the other folks. You know, there there's them 420 fans that have a good time, and when they start talking, it's like, dude, what's up? Like, oh, yeah. it all depends. It's... It all depends the strand that you take. Trust yeah, me, so, no dispenser so down the street that talks about this stuff. Like. You do the studies, you learn the aspects, and that's the gimmick that you get. Now, we know the guy is a true stoner, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. Me, I try to I try to stay as clean as possible. But if I had the opportunity, I would be in riddle mode. <laughs> right. And and I would probably strictly, end up naming, strictly medicinal. And I would probably name everything I have Travis. So <laughs> Don't ask where Travis came from tonight, because even we don't know. I don't even think Riddle knows where Travis came from, but Creative knows, and they're not going to tell us. Apparently, but, yeah. But that promo with him and Lucha Party, our Lucha House Party, was pretty was pretty weird. But the match alone, I'm not taking nothing away from either guys. That was that was my match of the night. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I, I did enjoy this. I mean, you guys know that uh, Morrison is still one of my favorites, uh, yeah. no matter where he's working. I mean, it, his comeback since five 
ish, give or take a little bit years ago. And Lucha Underground has just been phenomenal. Lucha, Lucha was probably the highlight of his career. Like you could have put him in New Japan. It, it would have been great. You know, seeing him in impact for a while was all right. It, it was kind of different because he was working with a six sided ring, I believe during that time. So he didn't have much to work with um, besides six sides, but you know, he, he's a high impact player. You know, the guy has a great move set. He's very luchador like. Yeah. Um, but he's, if you notice, he's kind of slowing some of that down. He's working more towards a heavyweight set. So it's great. But he, he, as long as he's doing some high fly moves and finishes it with a starship pain, that's all that matters because I'm a huge Jomo fan. I actually got to meet the guy back in 2009 at a house show in Hershey. So it was pretty neat. Like, yeah. really cool. He's a really chill guy. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's one thing you see in interviews constantly is that he's uh he's very humble, man. Like you get yeah. like 30 seconds to say hey and be like, hey, you had a great match tonight. That's all you gotta say. Put over his match. Don't hold a conversation for five minutes and annoy him because of his past. Just talk about what he did. And then if he wants to continue from there, let him. But if not, just let him take the compliment. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> So, oh, Critical Sting says 2017 was six sides, 2018 onward was four sides. Okay. okay. Wasn't I, too sure. Like, I think when he came in, it was it was back to four sides, but they went they went back and forth with that for a while. There was a real transitional yeah, time. Bouncing around, like I, I got confused with TNA after a while. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they had their troubles, you know, like five, between five and six years ago. Uh, you know, with you know who is running the company and just all sorts of stuff, but uh, you know they're yeah. they're signing now. They're signing. Thank goodness. Yeah. So all right. So we continue. So Riddle retains here. He is yeah. still your United States champion. Um, he uh, and he even uh, reversed. He countered John's finisher. I want to. I want to make a point of that because that was impressive mm -hmm. as hell. So. Um, and then he did his bro. I'm still getting used to all of his moves. That finisher, the bro Derek. I was like, wow. That's <laughs> as if his gimmick wasn't weird. His move set names are just as weird. And it's like, right. you know, it's time to just like go OG with the real names and not what they're, they're referenced as. It's just, it doesn't fly in my book. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like oh well, eighty stoner or what? It's you know he's he's supposed to be like uh, what's the guy's name from uh, Fast Times at Richmond? Sean Penn. Sean Penn is uh, what Spicoli is it was, was something that? like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, something like that. It's like I haven't watched it in freaking decades. It's been a while. Yeah. All right. So then we got uh, and we've had this throughout the night, but I wrote this one down here. Uh, Rhea Ripley. Is coming soon to Raw. Have you seen Rhea Ripley, dude? <sighs> Behind the scenes, what they're doing with her, like they're building. <sighs> Here's what scares me. I've I've been focusing on some wrestling groups lately. I'm trying not to because sometimes things can be inaccurate. But like the video package is showing is one thing. The arrival is going to be something completely different. Um. Like they had her, like okay. Remember when uh, Mandy Rose, or not Mandy Rose, um, Liv Morgan, came back and she had that like 
whole sexy thing going on and out of nowhere she had like that uh psycho business person attire on during yeah. the whole uh what was it lana rusev wedding or last oh wedding. yeah yeah the, like, all that drama they, yeah except minus the drama i saw how she's dressing like they gave her this weird looking haircut like she has like a justin bieber haircut going on she still has the tattoos but she's wearing like a business type suit and i'm like please tell me they're not doing a repackage that's my fear of her like you're yeah. not going to be able to take her serious if the wwe is going to start repackaging that way it's not going to work out very well with the whole iwc thing and mainly half of the wwe universe which is still technically the iwc so yeah expect some feedback on this one once it finally you know happens hopefully it doesn't you know what they did to uh Brutus clay you know they they were giving him that big old monster gimmick and way to come out as Funkasaurus Rex. Oh God, yeah, the, he became a, a dancing clown. Yeah, that was. And, and then that, why do you think they ruined A Train or Tensai or whatever the hell you want to call him? They threw him in the mix. The hip hop hippo. Like, <laughs> like they killed they killed his gimmicks so yeah. bad. Everyone knew who the guy was. Like, I'm afraid that they're going to ruin, you know, NXT call-ups are like career suicide for, you know, yeah. developmental talent. But I hope they don't screw this up with her, honestly. I really hope they don't. Yeah, I mean, it seems like in the promos that they're putting out there tonight, it seems like it's just pretty much what she was in NXT, which was just a badass. Yeah, and I haven't seen a lot of her stuff, but I've heard nothing but ridiculous positive for Dude, about she, her. You want to talk about female workhorses? She redefines that like in every yeah. way. Like if you've seen her independent work before NXT, which I watch very little of, the impact she made out in the indies. Yeah, Dude, I'm I'm waiting for uh, NXT evolve the developmental thing. And I would like to see her be involved with that, like helping younger talent who won't be on TV anytime soon. Yeah. You know, keep her in NXT for a while. Don't put her on the main roster. I, that right there, I do beg of. You know, Ember Moon is another prime example. Let's put you on the main roster. You get a line of injuries and you're back to the, you know, you're back at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the trust is gone, unfortunately. You know, you become injury prone, and then it's like, well, yeah. I yeah. mean, she's doing okay now. She's um, She was in that uh, the Women's Dusty Classic with someone. I I didn't watch a lot of it, but I know she was going for that. Oh, it's Shotzi, I think. Shotzi Blackheart. Shotzi Blackheart, dude. Yeah. She's, she's a badass, dude. I remember she her. is. I like her. I remember her debut when she came out in a little, a little freaking, a little Tykes tank. <laughs> she was running that tank down the the, uh, the entryway. I was like, dude, she's a keeper. Oh, totally. Yeah, I like I like the tank thing. It's cool. It's all right. Tank man. She's she's awesome. Like I, I love her gimmick. You know, she's got that extreme punk look to her. You know, yeah. you, you think of that, and then you're like, oh well. Some folks that are like, I can't take it seriously. Wait till you see her work. It's a totally different aspect. Oh, Looks yeah. and work are two totally different things. When you yeah. put them together, <laughs> magic. It works, right? It does. Yeah. If when when you got magic in the bottle, you got magic in the bottle. 
So then uh, we got a segment here with uh, Miz just losing his mind with Adam Pierce, and Adam yep. Pierce uh, just talks turkey with him like, hey, you're going to have to face the music. There's nothing I can do. You made a deal with him. I'm going to make you hold to it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then we get some um, promos here about, uh, of course, they're advertising going to the Peacock. And they, uh, they they show that they've got some members of a show that's on Peacock in their virtual audience. And that's uh, some members of the Punky Brewster roster. It's like, dude, Punky Brewster. Dude, I grew up on Punky Brewster. That just blew too. my mind, man. And now she's all grown up and she's doing her own family sitcom. And I was like, holy crap. Uh, I, I just hope they don't screw it up, man. Just well, like anything else in this world. Well, it's, it's uh, like I'm going to give it a chance, just like anything else. Oh yeah, like it, it, there's a lot of remake stuff that's out there that I've just ignored. Like it's like no, no, just stop. I mean, but did you I, watch Fuller House? No, but my my wife, Mrs. J Bone, watched like all of it and she loved it she 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 roared i'd be i hear her like you know like laughing from the other side of the house i'm like what are you watching what's so funny and she she she'd burned through a whole season of fuller house in like one day or whatever and i was like oh my god so yeah. so yeah i mean it's it, and, and i get it the whole promotion thing you know they're they're doing business so that's what they got to do yeah. So, but yeah, I'm I'm curious about it. I, I'll give it a shot. Plus, I I dig Freddie Prince Jr. as an as an actor. Yeah, I'm surprised that uh, he has any involvement in all this. I, you know, he was also a former WWE writer because yeah. Vince was looking for Vince was looking for Hollywood writers back in the day, and he still uses them to this day. But you know, just because they have the term Hollywood writer does not mean that all their content is great. Freddie's, on the other hand, he was passionate about the business he was trying oh, yeah. to turn the business around and when they fired him after being a special guest on uh when they were doing that whole monday night raw special guest bs yeah, he was fired afterwards and i was just like you know what i i, I can't take half the writer serious anymore yeah yeah he did a whole interview with uh chris van vliet i haven't dug yeah. into it yet i gotta catch up on some of those yeah, from what i've heard it like from the comment section it's really really good yeah like i haven't watched it all but i'm gonna get to it eventually yeah. there's just so much content in front of that, that i still gotta catch up with oh yeah um uh what's next here okay so punky yeah yeah we got much uh retribution we got mace and t-bar now I think this is the first time that I've seen Mace and T-Bar together like in a match. I've seen like single stuff here and there. But so this is and, and if if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But um but yeah, this and I was like, man, why why have I not seen this before? I mean, I took a little break, but anyways. So yeah, we got Woods and Kofi, um the new day versus Mace and T-Bar. And this was basically a squash match. I mean, in 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 on paper, Mason T Bar should have won this easily. They that had kind of, they had them beat. You know, this makes me wonder 
whose idea was it to use retribution as a major faction in WWE to overtake Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown, which they don't even do on SmackDown anymore. They're they're officially on the Raw brand, which already defeats the logic of taking over the entire network. Um, and they're under contract. <laughs> yeah. Like, we already know who's behind the masks. Sadly, we already know who Mia Yim is. Right. And she was back tonight. It was great to see her. Yeah, I, I saw mean, that. I was happy to see her back. You know, yeah. what was it? Uh, apparently, she was, you know, she had COVID or something. Yeah, yeah, she was she quarantined for quite a bit and, and then some, so I'm happy to see her back. Um, yeah. you know, but then we have Bane and the Predator, you know, the two muscle men of uh, the group. You know, where's Paper Plate Face for all this, too? He's probably in the theater and doing something, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna destroy Retribution. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> yeah. You want me to take this group as serious as possible. You want to treat them like they were the NWO. You buried them like they were the NWO come to the WWE at No Way Out in 2004. I mean, come on. Give me a break. This bullshit with factions has got to go. If you're going to do a faction, have them take over. Don't do it short term. Make it as long as possible. You're going to relive history if you do it in a short amount of time. You know, this is... This is why I wish I was a writer for a wrestling promotion. At least I know if I'm going to bring a flat, you know, they, oh, what's that term? Uh, let's have a little flash from the, uh, from the past or whatever, you know, a blast from the past. That's the term, uh, you know, make it longer than just several weeks. And then just say, let's just decide to bury these guys because it's fun to do it. You know, you, you're screwing with these guys' careers now. You just turn them to enhancement talent just under a faction named Retribution. You know, yeah. I just, you know, poor T-Bar, man. You know, this dude, he, you know, I can't even say his real name because it's like so freaking difficult for me to say it. You know, I get tongue-tied trying to say his name. But, you know, Mace, we know who that is. Dio Madden, I'm going to break the fourth wall on this. We know who he is. You know, right. the, the Brock Lesnar F5 now hard that he had to become a Retribution member months later. I mean, come on. This is the same guy that said he was going to retire Brock. And Brock put him to a freaking announcement table. Give me a break. You're just, you're, you're just you're destroying these fresh developmental talents that want to make something out of themselves. You're just taking it all away from If I were these guys, I'd find another promotion, not just AEW like everyone else says. You know, there's more than just AEW out there. Now I'm an AEW guy. You know, put these guys on impact who are currently in a partnership with AEW, uh, New Japan. You know, you got them. You got Pro Japan Noah. Freaking, you got uh, ICW. Um... Is what culture still around? I mean, come on, what culture wrestling? Get them involved. You know, give these guys something where they can put themselves over, um, or get put over by a crowd that gives a shit about them. You know, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the passionate wrestling fan that I've been watching it for so long that I get so frustrated with the company that I had to stop podcasting. But there was personal reasons behind that as well. But the, but Vince and his company gave me nothing in return. They gave me nothing to talk about. Now right. here we are able to talk about stuff, but it's not always going to be in the positive matter. I'm the Paul right. Heyman. I'm the Paul Heyman of podcasting, folks. <laughs> you like to keep it real. Yeah, and I like to keep it real, too. I try to be... I try to be constructively critical of it. 
you know, and, and not just say, okay, well, I thought this was shit. If, if I think it was bad, I say why and what, in my opinion, could have been better about it and stuff like that. You know, that's why I'm here. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Damien Sandow approves. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so, uh, let's see here. So, yeah, Woods and Kofi get a win here. Woods doesn't even get any ring time. Um, I mean, he's still. How is he after that whole Achilles tendon issue? Like, has he been performing as much since then? Or, like, I know he made a return just recently. I know that. But. They, um. You have to try to be careful with it still, or. I don't know. I, I don't get it. I mean, this this just made no sense. I mean, Kofi was out there for the whole thing and then won it with Trouble in Paradise and hit. Uh, he hit was it he hit mace with one move and that was it and i was like way to bury your new guys man it just are you serious? yeah so then uh they cut a promo in the ring later or i shouldn't say they uh, uh mustafa ali is out there later and he uh he's he's like i'm i'm pissed i'm i'm tired of losing all the time and um he just kind of shakes his head and then they, they, that's like the end, end of the segment. So, um, you know, so this is kind of like a turning point of, of retribution. I feel like it's, it's yeah, either, they're, they're it's either break him, or, break him up or have him turn on Ali or something. I don't know. I mean, at this point in time, even if they were to turn on Ali, Ali would, well, it'd be good for Ali's career. Maybe, but uh, for these other guys, the minute you start breaking down retribution and you, you know, what can they do? Stay on the main roster? What are you going to cause mayhem on Raw? You know, do backstage assaults like they did when they start before they became, you know, retribution? Or are these guys going to end up going back to NXT with out their retribution gear and people are going to be like, where have you been? Yeah, I know. We'll just have to wait and see. But something's gotta something's gotta give at some point because exactly. I mean people people have questions. We already know what the questions and the answers are, but others, you know, if they if they play it kayfabe, they're gonna do it, you know, the right way. But uh, I can guarantee you there's gonna be a lot of puns down the road based off of this this storyline, this faction alone. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, just the names alone are cringy. I mean, CM Punk himself even took a shot at this. A yeah. guy who doesn't even want to wrestle anymore took a shot at Retribution. So that should tell you everything you need to know about this. Yeah. Yeah, and it's... <laughs> I, I still can't believe they gave him that job on... Uh, what was that? Uh, talking about the WWE on Fox. That's kind of... Oh, yeah. Head. Yeah. That not-so-memorable show. Vince, Vince couldn't have been too happy about that. WWE backstage is what it was called. Yeah. Yes. So then we got uh, we got the next segment here. Uh, it's we we get informed that there's three minutes left, and after the commercial break, Adam Pierce is out there in the ring, and he introduces Lashley. Lashley comes out with um, MVP. And then uh, Miz comes out with Morrison. 
And Miz is just pleading with them like, look, I want to give you your title shot, but I need more time. And in a, in a, in a you know, realistically speaking, I, I would totally understand that if he didn't like do everything that everyone else did in the elimination chamber, he went out there, boom, won it. He yeah. didn't have a full night like other people did. Exactly. So, um, I mean, should have they should they have given it to him? It, it might have turned into that, but Braun Strowman shows up. And he's just screaming, man, I want my title shot. And um, it's like, whoa, where the, where the hell's this guy been? You know? It's, yeah. <laughs> this is a guy who, in, in theory, should have been in um, in the chamber, but wasn't. Or one of the, you know. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm a big Strowman fan. Like, I love his character. And now that uh, he did the whole Firefly thing with uh, Bray Wyatt a while back, to enhance his heel turn. Yeah. He's, uh, I liked him as a face. He was super over with the crowd, but he's better as a heel. I like his aggression. You know, the yeah. guy was to be a perma face. So it's just like, you know, he's coming out there, but you know, he wants it. He has a work for it. He's got to, you know, wait in the back of the line, like everyone else or find a way to get up front. Um, you can't just say, I want my title shot and I want it now, you know, that's the typical heel method anyway. You right. Know, you fight for it. Yeah. If you have to destroy so many people in front of you, I mean, hell, destroy James Ellsworth a few more times and maybe you'll get that shot. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that guy back. <laughs> I mean, for someone that looks like Franklin the Turtle from Nick Jr., don't get me wrong. I used to watch that with my son all the time. But I used oh. to make Franklin the Turtle memes, so... And yeah, he fit the bill. And sadly, guy doesn't know when to tuck his chin in. So, oh wait, what chin? There you go. And then uh, it gets it gets the segment gets crazier because Shane O'Mac comes out, and I'm still trying to figure out all this like Adam Pierce Shane O'Mac stuff. Yeah. That one's still like a you know got a big question mark lingering over it. Like, okay, what, what's what's this thing going on between Adam Pierce and Shane O'Mac? Like, Shane O'Mac was really putting him over a couple weeks ago before Chamber when they announced all this, and and now he's back. He's is he like an authority figure? What's what's going on here? It's it's a little hard to tell. Um, but he basically says that he hates all of. Uh, Ron Strowman's idea, but uh, ideas, but uh, they do decide on Braun versus Lashley. And I was like, oh dear God. That should be interesting. Like, that would be, that'd be like watching Braun versus Big Show, minus the, the whole ring collapse thing. But it'd be two powerhouses against each other. And I mean, you know, we already know Bobby Lashley's background. Former sergeant, United States Army. You know, this guy has a huge background of you know workouts and physicality. Braun Strowman, you know, when we first ran into Braun on you know when he first debuted on Raw, you know, we knew this guy as being just some big dude. And when I saw him the first time, you know, I completely forgot he was a rosebud. Um, 
mainly because I didn't care about Adam Rose's character. I care more about Leo Kruger. Um, fourth wall for you. But yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, no one cared about who this guy was until he started changing his look, attitude, and aspect. This guy is, he dropped a ton of weight and got himself a six pack. Dude is Jack, shaved his head, trimmed his beard. He's got the look to be a future WWE champion. I, has he been champion or? Yeah, he beat uh, Goldberg. He was, he was, he was Goldberg at Mania last year. He was Universal Champion, I believe. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, that's that's equivalent to being WWE Champion, regardless. The Universal thing is just a subtitle, and it makes no sense. It's to, a top title. It's uh, yeah. to call it a Universal title. Like, where is he going to defend it around a galaxy or something? Like, I don't know. Now, I was waiting for the jokes. <laughs> oh wait, they already happened. Thanks, kayfabe news. Um. The universe, like yeah, like we talk. It's it's a wrestle wrestle talk. Wrestle talk calls it the blue universal instead of universal titles because it's on the blue brand. Yeah, Yeah. like just just give us some other universal. Like no one asked for that. It's bad enough. It's a it's like a, a triangular type title, square triangular with a big W and like. I miss the classic looks with like the eagle on it, and, you know, or even even the attitude era title, the ruthless aggression title. I would take that over what we got today. Like, if I were to bring destroying cafe back, I tell you what, we the people of the internet wrestling community would like to see return, but. Some people say they listen, but they really don't. Because if they were listening, they give us this very slowly with hints. But there's not even a hint in sight. Yeah. So that makes you wonder, are they listening? And the answer is no. Well, they listen to, I mean, they make fun of the trolls out there. You know, they, they'll do that. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that time on uh, Monday Night Raw when... You know, Vince, Hunter, Shane, and Stephanie were out there, and they were all talking about, you know, you people are the authority, and then a week later, it was completely forgotten. They controlled the show yet again. Yeah. Yeah. Pepperidge Farm Guy remembers, too. Exactly. So, I lose hope. (laughs) So, so here we go. Um, So, they, they come up with Braun versus Lashley. And here's the stipulation. If Braun wins, he's in the match in a triple threat. Miz versus Lashley versus Braun next week on Raw. And Miz just, his face just goes white. Like, oh, that's that's horrible. That's Thank you. Yeah. No, it's not what I wanted at all. So he has to wait till the main event to see what his what could be his fate next week? You know, who is he all going to have to face? <clears throat> so next, then we got um, hurt business. We yeah yeah hurt business. Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander in a tornado tag against Lucha House Party, Metalik and Dorado. And um, uh, this this was okay. This had some like wonky parts to it that uh i don't know really what was wrong with it just 
it felt like there was a little bit of miscommunication during this match. I mean, we, that's, um, that's to be expected in most matches. Like, if there is a mis- miscommunication between any of the talent, it, it, it's going to either slow down the match. It's not going to stop it completely, but, like, they, they got to improvise the script a little bit. And yeah. It, it doesn't matter who it comes from. But, um, you know, let's, let's talk about this real quick. So we got Cedric and Shelton. You yeah. know, we already know, she, you know Cedric as being a cruiserweight classic. You know, we knew about him being there. You know, that's what got him on the WWE map. Um, Triple H saw something in Cedric. So to put him in there to NXT, to being on 205 Live, and, and now he's on the main roster working with the Hurt Business. You know, that's great for business. He's with a former Luchador-style wrestler. He is a technical. He has a technical background. Not only that, this guy worked with Kurt Angle and Charlie Haas. Yeah, you know America's greatest tag team. Yeah, yeah, he's a workhorse, dude. Shelton is one of my favorites. He is the gold standard. You know, I I was looking up. You know, it's it's still February, so we can celebrate Black History Month. Black History Month has some of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Shelton Benjamin is up in my top five for that. I love his work. You know, when they put him in ECW, though, and they gave him the gold hair, that kind of took it away from him a little. And he wasn't happy about it as much. Like, he, they, an ECW is a developmental thing at the time for other talents. For him, it was kind of a downgrade. So he wasn't too happy about it. Um, it's just, you know, the thing that got me onto Shelton Benjamin the most, besides, you know, the whole teen ankle thing, was him versus Shawn Mike. Who can remember the whole super kick from the top rope? Oh, Taking yeah. chin music. And then that was it for him. But it, it helped his career because he did it against someone like Shawn Michaels. You know, yeah. and then of course we got Lucha House Party. Um, you know, these guys are, you know, luchadors. So, you know, where the miscommunication comes from is completely un- not understandable. But at the same time, you know, when things go wrong, things just go wrong. You know, you're just, you get lost in the translation. Yeah. And I felt it was more between Cedric and Shelton, honestly. I'd have to go back and watch it over again. But um, yeah. I mean, it didn't, it didn't affect the match horribly. I don't want to like, it comes to, like, like the whole miscommunication and tags. That's one thing. Like, just doing the whole teamwork thing. I mean, right now with the hurt business thing going on, you know, we got uh we got two sides of it. You know, we got you know, we got um Lashley and MVP on one side, and then you got Cedric and Shelton on the other. And yeah. if things aren't, you know, I'd rather see them all paired up together instead of, you know, but right now with MVP basically being on a shelf because of a serious injury, it just it really puts a, a, you know, a debacle and everything. So, yeah, you got to work with what you got. Yeah. But if communications within the team, yeah, then you got to work on it for your next match, or else it's just going to get worse on the road. You could turn into a storyline. Yeah. So, uh, so Sheldon Benjamin and Cedric Alexander win the match here. Um, a couple of close calls during the match, and it was now that I look back on it. I mean, the the Lucha House Party did. They are they are some workhorse guys. They do you know put on some good matches. So, 
So I don't know what it was between Cedric and Shelton, if it was done on purpose, but it, whatever, you know, I'm not going to overthink it, but it, overall it was, it was okay. So then we got uh bad bunny coming out, man. They are really hyping this whole bad bunny 24 seven championship to the point that I did. Now I watched SNL Saturday night live once in a while. Yeah. I did not realize that he was their musical guest this past Saturday night. I didn't know either. I stopped watching them because they're not as funny as they used to be. Yeah, it kind of depends on who's on, and maybe I'll catch a couple couple skits. I mean, they put them all on YouTube anyway, so I'll I'll, I'll pick and choose what I want to watch. Yeah, but um, but yeah, he was their musical guest, and when he was performing, he was holding the twenty four seven championship and i was yes. like whoa that's actually really cool you know he was like representing a nice little collaboration there yeah so. or mb well saturday night live is what run by nbc right oh yeah NBC universal thing so yeah. we expect nbc and nbc working together hey we're gonna we're gonna promote the wwe on a show that people barely watch let's hope that we get ratings and the best part of it is they're using bad bunny i don't know who the hell he is though. like i seen him perform at the royal rumble and you know I'm not going to dog his music. I don't know his music, but I see a lot of the community just like shit on his music and his culture because no one understood what he said. I was like, this just not right. You can't say that. You know, if you don't like his music, just don't say anything at all. You know, that leaves a bigger message. But when you're starting to say something, you know, you're expressing a little bit more towards the hatred side of things. And like, yeah, I mean, either way, it's the double edged sword. You're going to lose regardless because you got to deal with a culture that, you know, that listens to it. And if you don't like it, but they do, you're considered the racist and that's the losing end for you. But you can say, Hey, I like it. It's just not my type of music. No offense. You know, right. me, I'm, I'm a rock and metal kind of guy. I'll listen to just about anything, but yeah. I'm, if I don't agree with it, I'm just not going to disagree by saying, Hey, this is, you know, this is awful music. It's not awful music to them. It's just to you because you just, you don't care for it. So, right. but he, he did that whole Booker T song and Booker T was right there behind him while I was doing it. I was actually kind of waiting for a chair shot to make it more entertaining, but you know, Booker, Booker T on the other hand, you know, I'm doing it for entertainment purposes. Everyone else is like, oh no, this guy's a piece of shit. No, 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 no. You know, this guy is a good, you know, he's a good singer for, you know, many other folks. You know, if you just don't like it, just walk away. You know, if you're. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like his music is not my cup of tea, but they, yeah. they, they're, they're putting him out there because they know he has a very large audience. And then, and that's, and that's, uh, that's smart to like latch onto that. So. You know, they're and they're taking baby steps with them. They're not putting them in these big money matches right away. Yeah, Obviously, there's no need for it, honestly. And right. here, let's let's use what Zach just said just now, or half his crap. Where's uh, where's Kurt Hennig in uh, oh. what was that? The uh, the West End Rednecks or whatever the hell they were called in WCW <laughs> when they were going up against like uh, Master P and. You know the posse and all that. That that shit was that was some classic gold right there. Right now, if you want to talk about uh, you know uh, a company based off racism, WCW is the place to be. Um, yeah, the wrestling was great, but the storylines were shit. Um, 
Yeah. They kept alive with Sting versus the NWO and some portions of Goldberg. Everything outside of that, you better rely on luchador wrestling because there was nothing besides putting bullshit on the pole matches. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of want them to bring back Fred Durst. Have you know Fred Durst versus uh, Bad Bunny? What do you think, dude? Uh, that's not going to happen. Ever since Fred Durst surfaced at that one WrestleMania and he flipped the bird, he was pretty much like banned from all WrestleManias and any wrestling event. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Way, yeah. To, way to go. Way to go. Way to go, PG era. Yeah. He just got canceled. <sighs> go all day, man. You know yeah. how I am. I, even if I don't watch a show, I know aspects behind everything because I like the nitpick. Yeah. So, so we got Damian Priest versus uh, Garza Jr. Now this this was a this was a damn good match. This is probably one of my favorites of the night because it, there wasn't a lot of gray here for me. The matches were either like really good or just 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 didn't. I just wasn't feeling it. Um, but yeah, they they put on a good. Now, did you see this one at all or no? This is the one I missed. But between both of these guys, like I'm a, I'm kind of a fan of Angel Garza for the fact that he kind of reminds me of a young Eddie Guerrero, not oh, just totally. in looks, but everything he does just has lie cheat and steal written all over it. Like they tried the whole Eddie Guerrero thing with guys like Alberto Del Rio, and it did not work. You know, you got to work with, you know. A Hispanic wrestler that knows and understands that character, and Angel Garza knows it very well. He's got the ladies' man thing going for him too. Now, hence he hasn't been able to do it since the COVID bullshit began. But yeah, he still has the flirting method. He can lie. He can cheat. He knows what to do. So I'm not. I'm not going to go against that because let me tell you, if I could be Angel Garza as an Eddie Guerrero type figure, God, God forbid, dude, I would just go boss in a wall with that character. And then we have Damian Priest. If no one knows who Damian Priest is outside of the WWE, I suggest you get to the books now. YouTube it, Google it. I don't give a damn what you do. This guy is a beast. The fact that they put him in the Rumble and he eliminated Kane so quickly. Yeah, I caught some of the Rumble. And he got rid of Kane so quick. I was like... And... Did you see the after post rumble interview with Kane? How he put over Damien? Yeah, I I don't know if I caught that, but I did he watch the rumble. called him a rising star. The fact that he was a rising star in ROH and the independent scene was already the footprint for his career. But yeah. to get to get it said by Kane, the mayor of Knoxville at the Royal Rumble means a whole lot more now. His career is about to go skyrocket, and it's just, you know, tonight with that promo with uh, R-Truth backstage, because the ref was next to R-Truth, and you can was like, you know, (laughs) and we're going to use DP quite a few times here now, because uh, thanks, Charlie Caruso. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I saw that, too. Yeah, DP's awesome. Um... <laughs> One person to use that with. Let me tell you, she's a beautiful girl, but wrong way to promote this. Um, yeah. 
Sorry. I can't, I can't stand Charlie Caruso. <laughs> Please Jeez. get her off the screen. We, we need you to get a, uh, a like five second sound clip of her talking about DP. Now, uh, you should put that on your next show because every time I hop on here again, we're going to have Charlie Caruso with her DP talk. Um, no, just kidding. We don't need DP's great. <laughs> like, as soon as I saw that and I heard that, I'm like, uh, I was expecting to end up on sites other than YouTube. Um, but yeah, anyway, moving forward, uh, uh yeah, you know, we had that backstage promo where, um, it was Bad Bunny talking about, you know, the 24-7 title, and right next to him was Damien Priest. And during the interview, you can hear Damien Priest call out our truth who was, like, on the other side of the, you know, hall there. Yeah. And he he intentionally hugs a ref and shoves him to the side talking about whatever later on in the night, you know? So it was just, like, I'm thinking to myself, and then at the end, truth is just, like, oh, you know, um, I'm, I don't. I'm not here for the 24/7 title, which we know intentionally is. He, he wants his baby back. You know, this guy's got more title victories than Ric Flair now. So, <laughs> sadly, the 24/7 doesn't have that much meaning like the world titles. But it, it's a comedy relief title. That all it it's is. going to be, you it know. Is. And we make jokes that we want to see the hardcore title make a return. Honestly, now I'm kind of glad it's not here because fans today are a little bit more sensitive to the hardcore nature versus what the comedy aspect is of this title. Oh, yeah. If they did some homework on it and they realized what it was all about, the whole blood and guts and gore bullshit, it'd be great. But fans today are way too sensitive. We take it too far, they're going to go against it. They say some hardcore things that we, you know, we can go back to the whole shield breakup bullshit again where Dean Ambrose cut that, uh, Roman Reigns promo, and you talked about it on your show. That was taking it too far versus what we saw in the Attitude Era. So, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're talking angle. about the whole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, even, I, I thought about that the other day when I was taking a three mile walk. Yeah, I, I walk, guys, a lot, but that's not about this it is about something different but during the walk i thought to myself one day i want to get back into podcast and, and i want to think about the things that happened in the past and that was one of those things and i'm like why did i think about it i don't know but sooner or later it's going to be mentioned and it happened tonight there you so, go yeah just popped I, up out of nowhere the only the only reason it popped up is because we're talking about different cultures of society yeah. Our society was dedicated to hardcore lifestyles, attitude. Today's <sighs> snowflakes were dropping like crazy today. Let me tell you. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my theory on your society, your your era versus our era. Yeah, but don't that's... take it too too far. Don't don't drop things that don't need to be dropped. Like you net upset me, man. But yeah, man, it's just yeah. you know, it, it's a run in the mill type thing. So, oh, yeah. I hear you. Yeah, but, I you mean, know, it's it was it was it was bad. It was bad timing with the whole Dean Ambrose thing, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad he was against it, but he did it because it was his job on the line, and it was his job. Else. Yeah, it's you know. But yeah, this whole thing with uh. Damian Priest, Angel Garza, you know, these two. Damian Priest is like a, he, he's got a high flying aspect, but he's really, he's a tall dude with a lot of power as well. He's technical. 
Um, this guy, he, he can work you for hours at a time if he really wanted to. Because this is the kind of guy he was before he was in the WWE. You know, just uh, I'll break another wall here. Punishment Martinez. Here you go, guys. Look him up. You, you'll learn something tonight. You gonna learn today, boy. <laughs> yeah, I I love I love Damian Priest. I love what yeah. they're doing with him, and it's it's an interesting combo. I mean, obviously, it's not going to last forever. This whole thing between no, Bad Bunny and, and Priest. I have, feeling, I have a feeling, like some folks are saying here, you know, the whole Damian Priest might just turn on Bad Bunny and take the twenty four seven. I really hope they don't go that route. I want to see him as a serious champion, not a comedy relief champion. The guy can have funny moments, but like he's a serious performer. So I'd rather see him potentially, since he's on a raw brain. I want to see him go against. Riddle. Oh, I think it's absolutely possible. You know, and well, all we have to do is to be the heel. You know, he's we got have the to heel just, aspect. Okay. Yeah, he does. He's kind of a tweener. He's kind of yeah. a tweener, but yeah. We just have to hope that he's, he's one of the more positive call ups because we've seen plenty of call ups over the last decade that have just been turned to garbage. <clears throat> you know. Raw and SmackDown have become the graveyard for developmental. So it's just like watching WWE stars going into WCW. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Then uh and and there's and there's this uh the, the show gets a little wonky here in the last hour. Uh, I'm gonna be certainly more critical than the first two hours because the first two hours I felt were really good. And I was like, man, are they gonna be able to keep this up? Well, sadly they don't, but uh, uh, it, it wasn't all bad. Uh, next, we got the uh, Randy Orton promo where he's talking about uh, the stuff going on with Alexa Bliss. And he, he mid promo, like, coughs a little bit. Just, you know, you know, and I do it all the time on here, you know, just a little cough and then keeps going. So it's like, I'm like, oh, okay, that's weird. Like, why didn't they edit that out? So I'm like, you know, it's like, okay, whatever. I'm not going to think about it too much and then they show some of the stuff that he's talking about they show alexa bliss in the pentagram laughing hysterically surrounded by salt and candles and it's like oh what the hell's going on here over there and then they they pan back to him and he coughs covers his mouth and all this black slime erupts from his mouth he coughs up all this black slime and it's and then he excuses himself off cam. He runs off camera. Okay, so that, that, oh, sorry, don't mean to cut you off. I was just gonna say, and then and the announcers are just looking at each other. They you know, they go back to the announcers and they're like, "What was what is going on? Let's you know, hopefully we'll check up on him later." You know, so okay. so um, how far back do you go before the WWE? Before the attitude there. How far back did you go to the golden era? Um, between WrestleMania one and two. Okay, so you missed a lot in between all that. All right, or after all that. Um, well, because I, I remember know, Papa Shango. See, now that was during a time that I didn't watch. Like okay. anything, like anything from like '92 to late '90s, I didn't watch. And when I came back in the late '90s, it was all WCW. Like all the character-based stuff, the the kooky shit that happened uh, mid er, like mid '90s in WWF at the time. I 
I'm completely unaware of majority of it. Okay. So for you, this is also your assignment, but for anyone else that has not watched it yet, go to YouTube when you get a chance and look up Papa Shango Ultimate Warrior promos. Two of them. There's only two that are that matter. Number one, Ultimate Warrior's mind was played with by Papa Shango. Mm. And he cut this one promo right next to Mean Gene. And out of nowhere, um, he like he just starts going through his he runs his hand through his hair. When he did that, he opened a black packet, kind of like what Randy Orton did. He had black blood, black dye running through his hair and coming down through his forehead and everywhere. And then he started realizing what was going on. He had that whole entranced look like, what's going on? What's wrong? (laughs) We can jump forward. We can time jump about a week or so. Um, Warrior had a match on WWF Superstars. And after the match... Uh, Papa Shango was towing his way down to the ring. Warriors there just doing his pose, you know, sh- you know, posing his strength. And out of nowhere, he starts selling like he has a stomach ache and he starts throwing up backstage on medical staff. That's where he got that from. They are bringing the past back to life with Bray Wyatt, Alexa Bliss, oh. and Randy Orton right now. You know, the whole fire in the face thing kind of throws me off because. He got his face burnt. He looked like a luchador one week. And then a week or so later, his face is back to normal like nothing ever happened, you know? <laughs> I think I think what they did with that was the reptilian effect, you know? If, if a reptile ever had, like, you know, reptiles deal with scales. Basically, they're saying, like, he shed his skin. He's got a whole new skin again. He's the viper, the apex predator. Oh man, cool. I never even caught that. Wow, that's crazy. Because they like, don't use they don't use that on TV. I put it together. He shedded his skin. He became a different person. But every time he changes, Alexa Bliss changes it up with all these new, you know, voodoo type things. Yeah. She's mentally messing with him, and it's Bray Wyatt doing all the work behind the scenes, and it's making it so spectacular, so magical. For someone that doesn't watch Raw, I sure pay a lot of attention to what happens in the highlights. So I somewhat care about the product still, but I give up on the product most of the time because there's just nothing, there's nothing that exactly entertains me like it used to. Yeah. I miss I miss the old days, like when we used to do podcasts all the time. I used to have so much excitement because there was so much good coming out of it. And now yeah. it's like there's really no real competition. And I mean, you could put Wednesday Night Wars on, but you know, you got a glorified independent show versus a developmental show. Yeah. But that's a show for another time. But we're talking all on something you know. We're talking about Monday Night Raw, the flagship show has been running for over 25 years. Yeah. When you start running a show so dry and you just try to come up with some new concepts to make your show come alive again and people like me catch on to it and other folks don't know and they're like, oh, now I'm going to have to listen to this guy and go back to like watching other YouTube highlights from like 20, 30 years ago. And like, oh my God, this guy's right. What are you doing, WWE? 
that, that is that is interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look that up with the warrior. Like I've seen some I'll, clips of it. We're done here. I'll get you the links. Uh, I already know where to find them. But like, yeah, man. Like I've I've been a diehard WWF WWE fan since basically like not the day I was born. Like when my mom gave birth to my sister. I watched uh, I watched a televised WWF show in a hospital bed, and my first match was a demolition tag team match. Oh, love demolition! Still demolition, my ringtone on my phone. I know. I remember when it was ringing like crazy when I was up there back in 2018. Man, yeah. I still, now that I'm closer, I have a reason to come back up that way. But um, yeah, <laughs> like God, dude. Like wrestling is my life, uh, hands down. Never will I say it to anybody else, because some people just don't understand wrestling is life. I've got to watch it, got to experience it, got to meet some of the greatest people. You know, behind the scenes, I got to interview top talent. Hell, you got to as well, man. Yeah, like, we had it so damn good, and you got it still going. Like you keep up the best, you know, the greatest work ever, man. Like you, you, you can do it on here. You can do it over in TNI. Like you guys, you are paving the way for the rest of the podcasters that can live and learn from all the experiences that you guys have. So it's just like, you know, it's great. You know, we're, we're all wrestling fans at heart. But, Thank you, dude. Thank you for putting me over. Hey, while we're talking about putting me over, show off some of that merch you got. Yes. So, let's see. Uh, we'll, we'll do. We'll, we'll do get back to review in about two seconds. Yeah, we're we're, we're going to do some cheap plugs, folks. Uh, if you want to, go ahead and plug your link while you have the chance. It's in the description below. Go get yourself some awesome STP merch. All of the black and white. But if you want to be different, kind of like me, my colors, I bleed black and red. And this oh. is STP for life. There you go. There you go. Wolfpack, baby. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you, ever since you put your first T-shirt out there in the market, I got to look for it. Like you said, you want to work on it eventually. And if you do, I'm going to buy it again. But I'm sure I have it around here somewhere because I know I didn't leave it in Florida. I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll get the OG logo up there, and but for dude, those that have been following me for the last you know five ish years, you you know what these. Uh, OG if you've seen the OG logo, like that one's awesome. Like yeah. like everyone loves the Incredible Hulk logo too, but I think the biggest problem with that is that it's the Incredible Hulk form our font, and it would probably end up being a copyright issue of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> so to put that on a monetized site like that, it would probably get us in a little bit of trouble. But right. the uh, the OG STP shirt, guys, once once he makes that one available again, I do suggest you get it. Breaking the glass. He was breaking the glass ceiling. That's basically what I'm calling is he breaks the glass ceiling. He's grabbing that brass ring. And if you don't give it to him, he's going to take it from you. He's going to shut it right up your ass because that's what STP does. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that violent, but thank you. This guy is, by all means. Oh, rip Bundy. Love Bundy. <laughs> yeah. Still can't believe we lost him not too long ago. Going yeah. too soon, man. Yeah, he was, yeah, man. He was great. 
that's for, that's for one of my guys. Oh, go ahead. I was, was going to say that's, that's one of my favorite first memories of uh, WWF is Hogan, Hogan versus Bundy in the classic. I met him at a high school gym. I met him at a high school gym in uh, the early 90s after post WWF. And like he played the heel character even when signing autographs. I was like, dude, I'm just a big fan. He's like, ah, I ain't talking his heel talk. And I'm like, Mom, I want to go home now. <laughs> but yeah, the dude was very humble. He he did his job, and may he rest in peace. But for everyone else out there, I'm not bullshitting you, man. Support this man. Support the merch. Buy the merch. Be the fan that you say you are. You know, not to force it on you, but if you love podcasts like this, this is the place to get the merchandise at. You know, there you I've go. been following you since what 20, 2017, 2018, when you started doing the whole STP thing. You were doing it before that as well. And we were blending STP with DK. And yeah. The hell, as well. yeah, you were running DK for a while until I could figure out what I was going to do. So, yeah, the Smash's podcast came out of you going back to. Destroying cafe, yeah. Like there was a there was a lot of mayhem with all these podcasts that we were doing. It was it was had, nuts. It was we had Dizzy out. and the Ramblers, and then we had the show claw with Austin Hollis and uh you know Lion Claw. I mean a lot of good things came out of in the past. And yeah, somebody went to the pasture, and then guys like me who kind of make cameos here and there, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, we've had quite the history, man. Yeah, don't forget C double. Oh yeah, C double too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I only worked with him like once with you though. Yeah, there was that one show we did. I forget which one it was, but yeah, it was a couple of years ago. It's fun. It was. Yeah. It was an experience. Yeah. All right, back to Raw. Um, but thank you, dude. I love you. Um. All right, so yeah, Randy coughs up all this stuff and so yeah this uh, this whole thing with uh bray wyatt's getting out of control and uh it's you know it's it's all gonna lead to mania and um if it's gonna be in ring if it's gonna be cinematic i don't know we'll we'll just have to see it play out but um hey it's um it's obviously different than their first war so yeah, do you remember that WrestleMania match they had? And like they used special effects in the ring. There was maggots and everything in there. And it's kind of weird how they did the uh, special effects on that canvas. Oh, it was like, almost- it, it was like yeah, they, they, uh, it was, um, oh, what the hell do you call that? They, they show the vision on the mat and it the like camera. Hol- it was like a hologram of some sort. Kind of, yeah, kind of, yeah. They did it without a green screen, which made it more fantastic. Like they did great with that. Like the crowd ate it up. Well, yeah. Apparently the maggots did too. But yeah, House of Horrors match that was that. House. Wait, I thought the House of Horrors was when. Oh no, no, no! Randy Orton just burned down the Firefly or uh, the swamp or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did that too. That was right. that was like the end right of the, now, the first chapter, I think. Right now, with Randy Orton, like he he basically bit off the head of the snake, and it's coming back to bite him now because he 
was it the rumble where he set him on fire or was it the pay-per-view before uh, yeah, it was before the pay-per-view it was before the it rumble because i watched the rumble year. yeah it was, it was one of them it was like tlc or something yeah that's what it was and yeah, one of those. He, he like bray wyatt like physically destroyed orton but out of nowhere orton just like mentally destroyed him and just used uh alexa bliss against him yeah and then it just came to burning it down and yeah, it was, it was really weird. Like, it was like, holy shit, they actually did something for once that was like TV worthy. Yeah, it was wild. I saw the I saw the uh, highlights of it and the whole setting him on fire and then all the flames going up like crazy around him. Like, holy like you remind it, it, it kind of has like that Vince Russo feel to it, and, and I don't mean it because of just what they did there. Like, they blew their load in one night, but didn't follow up completely. They slowly built around it, though, and used uh, Alexa as uh, the sacrificial lamb. Yeah. She's loving this angle so much, dude. Like, it shows. Like, I've never seen her this happy in character before. Yeah, I, I dig her character. It's just, she's got a ton of charisma, and it's it's creepy as hell, and she's doing it well. <laughs> I'm going to say for uh, <laughs> this character, it's pretty, it's pretty sexy, man. <laughs> Then again, I, I did crazy chicks. So I can't help that. This, this is true. This is true. No offense. No. But <laughs> Would I do it again? Bet your ass. Just not with her. Yeah, right? There you go. Ocean well, time. sadly, sadly, Alexa Bliss is taken. So. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. Sorry, it's not I'm going to stalk her on Twitter and harass her all the time. That's not me. Oh yeah, we, she has enough of that. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see what's next here. We got Randy. Okay, so we got Charlotte and Asuka. So we, we've been waiting for this. I think you know this whole because uh, people think that Charlotte is eventually going to face Asuka at Mania. Of course, now it's just easier now because they took out the whole Lacey Evans thing because. She's pregnant, but she's pregnant in real life. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so, they, oh God, no! So I'm glad they cleared that up tonight. I'm, I'm really glad they did. In, in a in a weird emotional promo, we'll get to that in a bit. Um. So, so they face off against the tag champs, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and um, and Charlotte's. Um, Char Charlotte is is not the same person here. I mean, I'll I'll give her credit where credit is due because of all these things like affecting her, and in the long run, it affected her match, you know. And so the, you know the tag champs are still the tag champs. Uh, Charlotte and Oscar can't beat them, and but but I'm I'm okay with that because I never felt like Charlotte and Oscar really fit together. Anyways, it's like whatever Charlotte. When Charlotte came back, they just kind of threw her, threw her with Oscar. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying this for a minute. You know, this just, just doesn't feel organic. You know, yeah. Um. So, but Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler win, and um, and there's some miscommunication in this match too between both teams. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Charlotte accidentally kicks Asuka and Asuka kind of, I guess you could say turns on Charlotte at the end. Like, you know, Charlotte tries apologizing and Asuka's not having it. And, um, it, but you know, Charlotte slowly walks away. She's like, and she's kind of hurt, you know, she's yeah. like, she's like, you know, it was, it was an accident. <clears throat> and, um, you know, but she's got a lot of stuff in her mind too. Yeah. And, um, exactly. So let's, let's, uh, let's get to this next match here. We got Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Um, man, this was another one of like the better matches on tonight's Raw. Honestly, I mean, Sheamus clobbered the shit out of Jeff. Jeff got some decent offense, and but man, Sheamus shined here. So, with that being said, since these two have reignited their feud from SmackDown at that. Are they going to continue this storyline, or is just this a one-off match? I think it's just one-off. Honestly, I don't think they got to reignite it. Because um, I wouldn't honestly. Like it wasn't even seven, eight months ago that they had that whole drunk Jeff Hardy bullshit storyline where he ran over Elias. And she oh was, yeah, so, yeah. Like, and yeah, it's it, this. I think is just. They just put this together because it's easy fallout from the chamber match that they were in together. That's that how I see it. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, Seamus comes off with the win here. Uh, he's, he's looking strong, you know, the night after the, the chamber. So we'll see where this goes. Um, next, uh, let's see. Uh, Rick. Ric Flair and Charlotte are in the back. And um, to paraphrasing here, but Charlotte is basically telling her dad, look, wh whatever you're doing here, it's like distracting me to the point that now I can't even do what I want to do to help, you know, keep the Flair legacy going. So she's asking him to just, go home and you know stop what you're doing because it's not helping me it's not helping anyone <clears throat> flair tries to counter that with hey <clears throat> i saw a lot of talent in her and i just tried to grow the flair brand with helping her and but she's but she's not you know she's not she's not appreciating that explanation it's like coming from him in a in a note of seriousness it, I hear it. I I understand it, but yeah. but I've been saying this, this is big picture wise. I've been saying this for months. I, I don't want Flair on TV. I mean, I don't know why they keep him on TV. To be honest, like don't get me wrong. I met Ric Flair. He's a great guy, great talent. You know, Hall of Famer, legend in the past. But to put him on TV today, I saw that promo he cut. When right before uh, Lacey announced her pregnancy, yeah, it was it was very attitude era like, but like I don't know, it, it just it felt weird. Like the society today, that would they accept what he said? Like, not only that, like 
I know they clarified the whole storyline with uh, Lacey, but like a creepy old man is basically what you're getting out of this storyline. And it's just really disturbing at the same time. I'm like, this dude's old enough to be your grandpa and you're pregnant and that's the storyline and we're sticking to it. And I'm like, but like you said, the whole clarification of her actual pregnancy, the legit version of it, but to, you know, to add it into the story, it's just, it, it's cringeworthy. And Rick, yeah. I mean, he's, he's the, uh, he's the poster boy of the whole angle now. And, yeah and and he from the low blow he got from christian yeah and and he he came out tonight and said look i never said the baby was mine and it was you know there was there was a lot of this was a very emotional promo so i'll give him credit for doing that you know and um so I, i honestly i think this is come just completely ending the whole the whole storyline with Rick. Yeah. So what's going to happen now with Rick is is the big question. Is he going to go back to supporting Charlotte? What's going to happen? I don't know. Or is he Probably not. I, I, if you want my honest opinion, just write him off TV. It, it'd be better that way. You know, yeah. go out a legend. You know, you, you've helped so many talents. He's what, like 70 plus years old. He's up there with you know, Vince's age, there's no reason to be on TV, you know, mentorship, especially for health reasons, the way things are. I mean, I understand, you know, test to a certain degree or whatever, but it's not worth it. I mean, if you just, he just had heart complications, what, over a year ago? Oh, he had so many, yeah, he was in the hospital for a long time. You know, it, it was it was it was bad. It was really he, bad. He's, he's one of my own. You know, he's one of my idols. You know, I I look up to the guy. I have a picture of him on social media with me at a 2006. Was it? Yeah, 2006. Uh, no, 2007. I'm sorry, it's 2007. Right before I got out of the army, um, it was the road to WrestleMania. He was in a storyline with Carlito. And one of the matches was uh, the winner gets to go to WrestleMania for, I think, I forget which title. I think it was Intercontinental. Um, it was between Flair, Carlito, and Randy Orton. And Orton won that night. I supported Orton because I'm a, I'm a huge RKO fan. But, yeah, you know, it's just, it, it's weird how it all played out. But, you know, now today's era with Ric Flair doing weird and crazy shit. And I'm like, you do realize we're not in that era that you used to be in anymore, right? A lot of people <laughs> probably are going to say, dude, this is like pedophilia kind of shit. And I'm like, you don't want that to be nailed against you for the rest of your life. Well, you it's bad your enough they were just doing the Murphy stuff with Rey Mysterio's daughter on the other Yeah. Brand. Like, I get it. She's ever, you know, you got to be like over 18 to have a WWE contract of any sort. If it's acting, wrestling, whatever, you know, to have any contract in a WWE employee, independent contractor, you name it. Yeah. I'm going to drop those lines out there. You got to be 18 plus. And that's, that's basically in their policy, you know? Okay. So Murphy and I are near the same age. I believe he's in his late thirties. If I recall, 
mid to late thirties. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, Ray's daughter is what? 19. Who gives a shit? She's over the age of consent, but you know, it is weird because dude's twice her age, but yeah. it's not like she's, you know, it's not like she's 15, 16 years old in the storyline. Like, come on, give me a break. You know, that it's just, it's just bad timing and yeah. bad timing in a, in a really weird world right now. And there's no one knows how to take it anymore. Yeah. It's, it's just, uh, I mean, it, and also from a, a, a parent's point of view, it's like, no, this yeah, I mean, <laughs> me, I mean, I have, I have a son and of course I have a stepson. I still call him my son. though, even though I'm divorced from his mom, you know, I, I raised him all his life, and then I have a 16-year-old daughter who's going to be 17 in, in August, and, like, she talks about boyfriends and stuff, and I'm like, you better be the same age as you, because anything over that, you're going to have a lot to deal with, and it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. Uh, same, same applies for my boys. If you're going to have a girl, it's going to be within four to six years of your age range, but if you're over 18 and she's not don't take your chances because sooner or later you're going to end up on that playlist and that playlist is not fun. Yeah. <laughs> someone else is going to be playing. Exactly. Don't, don't drop the soap. Ooh, yeah. Right. Bad, bad, bad situation there. Yeah. So we got the, the Rick and Charlotte, uh, debacle backstage and she basically just walks away from him telling him to go home. So we'll see where it goes. Next, uh, another, uh, uh, not a highlight of the show at all. Um, why this was on here, I don't know. I mean, I understand trying to put people on a show, but when you've got one-minute matches, it doesn't mean anything. It just doesn't mean anything. Yeah, Naomi and Lana versus Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. And this was like a one-minute match, and Naomi and, and Lana won the match, and it just it just it just does nothing for me. It's like if you're if you're gonna do something with your women's tag division, put some more effort into it with time. Right, like the whole. I mean, I I appreciated Styles versus Ricochet, but pick one or the other, and you know, spread it out. You know. Yeah, I mean, hell, who was in charge of the women's division years back? It was uh, it was Dustin, wasn't it? Dustin Rhodes before he jumped to AEW. Oh, he, I don't even know. Yeah, it was Dustin Rhodes. Um, Dustin took care of all the women backstage. Like he got them prepared for how to do their matches, how to play everything out, and they he gave them much more time and. Like, I, I get it. We're we're running a three-hour show with still time constraints. Yeah, no, you're you're focusing on other things at hand. I get it. We're at the road to WrestleMania, but you know, I know there's a lot of people that are gonna shit on the women's division, and then there's those that are gonna support it. it it's you know, it, it's very biased from one person to the next. But you don't give them that one minute to shine because there's not enough effort to put into that. Like, yeah. not at all. You know, Dustin, if he was still in the company, he'd be, like, shaking his head right now, like, what the hell did just happen, you know? Yeah. 
like there's and there's t- there's a time for like squash matches, you know, but then you know this is not one of those. <clears throat> Who's in charge of Raw right now? That's Pritchard, right? Bruce Pritchard. He's running everything. <sighs> that explains a whole lot. Yeah, he he can't handle it. He can't handle it. And I mean, I saw the, the report. product shows when when the cracks show, they show. <laughs> I, like, I saw the report a while back. He was dealing with stressful issues after getting promoted to, uh, you know, being in charge. Yeah. Um, when he's bas- he's basically the manager of it all. You know, he's the create the head creative. And when you can't do that job, say you should never put me in this position and move on to something else. Give it to someone that gives a shit. You know, if you have to give it to some weird ass IWC guys to help improve your company, do it. I could use a job. (laughs) I, I can handle stress. I've been through two different you know, deployments over in the Middle East. Hello, guys. You want some action? I can give you some action. Oh, it's that certainly would be a different kind of action. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So, so yeah, this, this match was just too short. And, um, I mean, Naomi and Lana get the win here, but it really doesn't mean anything. Um, but now this next one. Uh, they did give this next one some decent time, which was good to see. Um, Styles versus Ricochet. AJ Styles versus Ricochet. Yeah, not um, me, guys. I, I don't wrestle. I'm too fat and out of shape for it. <laughs> he wouldn't have made it over uh, to, you know, to home to do this anyways. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't make it down the ramp without a respirator. Right. <laughs> and a 10 unit. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I, I knew these guys were going to put on uh, a damn good match. And, and it was. You know, Ricochet is still one of my favorites. And um, uh, Styles is too, of course. Well, well, thank you. And, uh, well, yeah, you, you are too. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <thanks>. <laughs> <laughs> I have to change my name soon. But yeah, the, you're right. Yeah, you're, you're gonna have to change your handle to uh, CM uh, CM something. CM something. Yeah. yeah. It's not. It's not. Not. Not punk. But then everyone's gonna call me. Yeah, everyone's gonna think I'm punk. But no, that's, no one knows that's who taken. I'm. Yeah. But you're still a chick magnet. I hope so. <laughs> or as Randy Orton said back in the Attitude Era. You know, the girls like me, and well, so do the guys. I'm like, wait, why? I'll find that storyline for you, too. That was a promo and Raw. It was pretty weird. But no. no that must have been back when Billy Gunn was around. Probably was booking that event. <laughs> but yeah, great match between these two. I'm not sure where this is going. Uh, like I said, it's all kind of just still fallout from fallout from elimination chamber. From yeah. elimination chamber, yeah. Not but the best then, thing. Oh, go ahead. I'll but then, finish. but then, almost gets in the ring, picks up Ricochet after he's beaten, and just slams him down from like seven feet in the air to the mat, and he's just completely motionless. So, so this dude's actually picking up a paycheck by working finally. Because I remember for a while there, he was just standing around doing absolutely nothing. I guess someone backstage said, you know, impress me. So now he's trying. And I'm getting that. He was the doorman 
He was the doorman for Shane McMahon for Raw Underground. And before that, he was uh, Kazira, Kazawa, Kazawa's uh, ninja. Remember that seven foot ninja for a while when he was oh, that's seven right. He was that too. So, yeah, this guy started out as a ninja. And then he was in the performance center when they did that, and Big Show came out and he backed away. And that was the end of the seven foot ninja. Jeez, Lord. Like, yeah. I, I go back a ways with some of this stuff. My, my brain's slowly coming back together, so I'm proud of that. Right. But, um, this whole AJ Ricochet thing, just because it's Fallout from uh, Elimination Chamber, these two have a history as well. Just like, you know, Seamus and Hardy. You know, it's like we're, we're going to do this one off type thing and make it count post Fallout. You know, whatever you want to call it. And and they're like, let's see how this works. You know, if it sticks, maybe we'll make another match out of it. Make it long-term booking, but don't make it too long-term because you're going to get the same results every match. Yeah, so I don't know where this is going, but I'm uh, I'm curious because now, obviously, almost is evolving. I mean, I don't know what you can do with that guy. He's too tall to begin with. And it's not the top, it's not the height that gets him. It's his work and ability. You know, he's another great collie. What can he do aside from you know, collie had bad knees. We knew that. You know, he had multiple yeah. knee surgeries, so his his work rate was limited. What can this guy do that collie couldn't? Let's put him to the test sooner or later. Yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna come. It's it's gonna come to see the light of day sooner than later now because now it's actually getting physical with people and and that started at the chamber when AJ wanted out of his chamber and almost and he ripped that plexiglass off yeah yes, I saw that yeah, yeah. which was uh, was like oh wow I mean oh physical strength plexiglass well it was it was just it just looked cool yeah. It looks cooler when somebody goes through it. It's a little different when somebody like actually rips, rips it off. off <laughs> but hey, it, it is what it is. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Uh, rest in peace, Ricochet. My God. <laughs> well, he did one out of the WWE. That might have been his uh, meal ticket right there. Eh, it could have been his exit. Who knows? Because he said he was unhappy being in the company at the moment, at least from reports. He yeah, I've heard of his position. Yeah, well, he's lost so much; it's ridiculous. That's I mean, I think why he's, he's unhappy. He's lost more than freaking, uh, you know, uh, Tebow and, and slap nuts. You know, yeah, I'll <laughs> tell you where. I'm going to tell you where hurts this for him. You know, when we had a crowd, the crowd loved him, man. You know, yeah. sadly, sadly, if you would have a loud crowd. The WWE would find a way to meet that mic to make it look like they weren't supporting him, but he knows that the crowd is there. Oh yeah, and it—that's another reason I'm drawing away from this company as much as I can because it's just everything that we want they don't want. It's a biased opinion by them. Yeah, you know, I—that's why I break the fourth wall. I speak the truth on it. I, I say the things that they don't want you to hear. And I want them to prove me wrong. <laughs> you know, and once in a great while they do, but it's 
<clears throat> it's not very, very often at all. Yeah. So then we're on to the main event here. Strowman versus Lashley. Dude, this was this was nuts. This was a lot of fun. Battle the behemoths. <clears throat> yeah, just a uh, bunch of meat slapping meat, you know. Just <laughs> We have to think about this one for a minute. <laughs> I swear I saw that catchphrase somewhere on the internet. I don't know. Was it the dark web? No, no, it wasn't. No. Or was it Kofi saying, put your meat on my meat? Yeah. The WWE universe, baby. Kofi and Biggie. Remember when Biggie had that injury? Or no, Kofi had the injury. And they had that backstage promo on SmackDown before they got separated. And it was Kofi's time to shine. He said, put your meat on my meat. That means give me a bro hug. Oh. <laughs> no, that's not what I was thinking of. But I was, but anyway, that's okay. That's no, that's <laughs> Sorry, guys. Didn't mean to make anyone sick to their stomach. I'll be here all night. I it's, yeah, it's try the pork. Um, yeah, I've not heard that, that one. I was I was really thinking of something else, but that's okay. But that thought just completely went out of my head now. But yeah, did you did you catch any of this one or no? No, this is the one I missed. The, the okay, story. I wanted to catch it. <laughs> Critical thing. He's 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 so confused. He's sounding off in two different social medias. Huh? What? <laughs> hold, on, hold on, internet high five, guys. There you go. <laughs> yeah, this this was a lot of fun. Uh, one of the most entertaining parts of this was watching uh, the Miz react to everything because obviously, um, you know, he's he's got a title defense next week, and the fate of that lies in the ring before him. You know, to, yeah. depending on how difficult it's going to be. Well, Lashley comes off with the win here. He actually defeats Strowman, which is impressive as hell. And because uh, Lashley even kicked out of his finisher, that over-the-head slam, that I don't, I forget what kind of slam they call that. Strowman's finisher. Oh, I can't remember it anymore. You know what I'm talking about, though. It's like where he picks you up or slams you or whatever. He, yeah. He's had a few finishers, plus the, he had the Oklahoma slam as a finisher as well. The one he just shared over with multiple times last year at yeah. WrestleMania. But, yeah, I think I know the one you're talking about, though. But yeah, so he even kicked out of that. So, it, But but Lashley uh, finally takes him out with a spear, one, two, three. And then the Miz tries to foolishly get a one-up on, on Lashley at the end uh, tries attacking him and um, he ends up spearing uh, he ends up you know putting the Miz down so uh, yeah the Miz is um, things are it's, his days are getting numbered and they just started yeah it's it's not looking good for him and um yeah, running power slam. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, whatever it is. I forget what they call his finisher. They, they have so many different names for that finisher. Yeah. yeah. I always so, call it the bulldozer slam now. 
so what, what would you say uh, Lashley's chances are next week in this uh, match, uh, Lashley versus Miz for the title? I mean, I've been seeing rumors going around. No, 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 no. Don't go off on any of that. No, there's a million different things to. going off. I know, and that's what breaks <laughs> me on this one. Like, I would rather see Lashley as champion, but it would suck to see Miz be transitional champ for less than a week. Yeah. It was almost less than 24 hours. Um, I think this is going to go till fast lane, but we'll... Uh, if you can drag it to fast lane, I mean, you can do it with, you know, simple booking, you know, as we call it, booking number, you know, booking 101. Um, no Meltzer shit here. That's right. Um, <laughs> CM Meltzer. What do you think the M stands for? Uh, you know, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a five star. I'd give it a 10, but it wasn't in the Tokyo Dome. Um, <laughs> I'm going boss to the wall tonight, guys. I apologize. Oh, don't Jay apologize. Bones, for, for Jay Bones' behavior for not accepting it all. No, just kidding. <laughs> But yeah, um, you know, I I want to see Lashley's champion. There, there's a reason they took the U.S. title off of him. Yeah, I mean that certainly could be a thing, you know. Um, but and I love the Miz, but if he ends up being a transitional champion, he's not champion uh, past Mania. Then so be it. Yeah. Um, it uh, he's still gonna be one of my favorites. I don't care. Um, and it's all I got to say is regarding Lashley is if this is his road to WrestleMania and he ends up becoming the champ sooner than later. Damn. It's I'm, I'm going to be so happy for him because let, let's, let's not be, you know, let, let's not sugarcoat this. I mean, his first part of his run on the main roster here, when he came back, not good, not good. And I don't, I don't blame uh, Leo Rush. I mean, you know, they they oh, yeah. they tried making chicken salad out of chicken shit, you know. But the whole bending over, spreading your axe cheeks gimmick, just no. It just doesn't fly, man. Oh, I don't know what they were thinking. I mean, I get it. Lashley somewhat needs a mouthpiece. You know, he's not exactly the best talker, but he's possibly one of the best workers. Like, the guy has the athletic set, you know, moves oh, to do. Yeah. He can run circles around you blindfolded. That's how good this guy is, you know. I remember his early days in the WWE when he uh, debuted on SmackDown. Like, <clears throat> like every, you know, JBL, when he was a commentator, he was talking about his, you know, military career history and, and talking about the athleticism, what he did behind the scenes, you know. Um, one of the guys that got him in one of the top-notch shapes of his life, of his career, the boogeyman. He was one of his training partners. He got him ready to where he needed to be. Um same with Booker T. Those three, they're like the triad for, uh, you know, physical fitness. They they worked out together. I used to watch YouTube videos all the time of them guys just hitting the weights, training. And <clears throat> Excuse well, me. Man. Bless you. Yeah. Man, I got to fix that. Um, but, yeah, man, like, Lashley, when he came back, 
you know, it started out with him doing solo stuff. And then out of nowhere, Leo Rush got involved. And I'm like, the reason they did that is because they had to figure out what to do with Leo. You know, he was just coming up from NXT and the Cruiserweight shit. And I'm like, yeah. like, all right, what do we do with this guy? He, he he has a flexible work rate. You know, we 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 can use a guy like him. But his attitude was so shitty, you know, with management and everyone backstage that they're like, we're just going to give him a gimmick that, you know, if he's going to have a mouth, we're just going to put him to work with it. Yeah. It, it slowly worked, but then people just started getting burned out because he was annoying. You know, the guy can talk, but I'd rather see him wrestle. And they put him back in tights and then they put him on a losing streak and then he just started using social media to, you know, implode his career. And that's what got him out. Yeah. But then we, you know, we flash forward a little bit to Lashley ending up in a shitty storyline with Lana and Rusev. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, I it, it, that, that, was, that was career suicide at its best. How Lashley survived it, I do not know. If anything, the person to thank for all this is MVP. He's the one. Oh, yeah. He ended that bullshit before it even started. And the whole let's get the divorce angle at the performance center was the best thing they could have done for Lashley's career because yeah. even Lana wasn't too happy with it. But I did read recently that this broke the internet. I was like, I don't know what part of the internet it broke because my connection was fine. But yeah, like there was nothing broken about. The only thing broken was the mentality of Lashley's career. I'm like, yeah, I give him credit for doing everything he was, you know, they, they laid out in front of him to do because he went through a bunch of different stuff and that whole thing with a, his sisters and yeah. oh my God. It was a paycheck. That's all I'm going to say. It was yeah. a paycheck. And and now, I mean, the Hurt business has been just nothing but gold for everyone involved, honestly, you know. Yeah. And uh, and MVP certainly has a good chunk of the thanks for that, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, but yeah, it's um he's Lashley's a star, you know. Dude, and, um, yeah, he's beyond star power now, and I just feel bad that he's underutilized most of the time. But that's most of the WWE roster. I mean, you know, look at all the cuts they made, all the good talent that they got rid of. You know, yeah. some of them ended up in other companies, but now, you know, amidst of a pandemic, it doesn't help matters at all. You know, there's one talent. I thought she was already done with the company, but I keep hearing she's like the ambassador for like WWE Japan. And that's Kari Sane. Yeah. I'd like to see her either wrestle for WWE again or, you know, just keep her away from Nia Jax. I don't know. One or the other. Well, she's they're They're hoping to use her to build up the uh, NXT Japan brand, supposedly. To, I hope that's what they do, because they need some, they need a strong style for her, because that's what she's based off of. When you watch her work in Japan, she works stiffer than shit, man. Like, like that elbow drop she does, yeah. like, compared to what she did in Japan, like, she'll drop that elbow an extra inch on you. She'll, she'll pelvic thrust that shit in if she has to. Oh, wow. Like I, I love her work, man. Yeah, she was a lot of fun to watch. Just, just, um, she, she got banged up. 
So who knows what her future is. So that's how uh, Raw ends here. And um, uh, overall, I'd say it was a good show. There certainly was some stuff in the last hour that uh, they could have done without because it really didn't help anything. But, um, but hey, you know, it is what it is. Still some of my favorites got some TV time, so whatever. So any final thoughts on this before we uh, check out? Okay, here? So, yeah, before we get out of here, you know, now that we talked about this whole main event thing, and we're talking about the whole Bobby Lashley possibly winning the WWE Championship, hopefully. Um, <clears throat> now, say say he does win. We got MVP as the mouthpiece. Once he once he starts, you know, say he wins this title, MVP continue, you know, he remains as the mouthpiece. After promos, Lashley raises a title. And MVP expresses some interest in that title. Can we see a possible breakup of uh, the Hurt business down the road? Because we're going to see this as MVP. You know, he created this development for, you know, a bunch of dudes. and But also for himself. For himself as well. He's going to use that as a benefit of a doubt. And Lashley is the key. But the thing is, you know, these two have a history for facing each other in impact wrestling and it did not work very well for mvp but um like we're seeing uh the beatdown clan come back to life in the wwe and it's about to backfire an mvp if they want to go that route i would just rehash it for tna fans impact wrestling fans remember be like oh they're copying impact now oh of course you know everyone copies everyone anyway you know what's the problem now <clears throat> But I want to see an MVP Lashley storyline down the road once MVP's a little bit more, you know, healed up. Could happen. Could happen. I don't even know what's wrong with MVP. I like I saw him, uh, you know, like show they off. They said he's tweaked his knee or something. Like uh, I, I was expecting a surgery, but there's no surgery. So basically, it's either a legit injury with a crutch or they're doing a cell. And if it's a cell, this is the perfect moment because he has the crutch. See what I did there? He's got the crutch, and the crutch for him is Lashley having that title taking it away from Lashley would be a slap in the face of Lashley's career and create a new angle between both of those two. Well, and um, it's the thing. um, Riddle already used the crutch on Lashley and that's something that helped him get the title off of him. So, I don't know. You can use it again. They could. I mean, there's many ways you can do this. Like, you can do it a, a build up to a turn, which means Lashley would have to be the face on all this eventually down the road. But that would be TNA booking 101, you know, the random heel face turns all the time. Like, I think they got to. I think they got to keep MVP with them for a while, though, because they're, yeah, they're like really said, good. You got to do the mouthpiece thing for a bit, you know, and, you know, have Lashley pick up some victories, you know, succeed with the title. And then after a while, MVP be like, yeah, yeah, you know, I hoped you'd get here, blah, blah, blah. And Lashley would go like this and, you know, he'd take a few steps forward and MVP would just like, you know, he'd had that whole bite in your lip type look and like, yeah, that'll be mine one day, you know, something like that. You know, we, we've seen it plenty of times in the WWE with friends and 
you know, the title puts a target on your head, friend or foe. And this would be the perfect opportunity to start working on breaking the hurt business down. There's already a miscommunication between Cedric Alexander and Shelton tonight. Why not just start the plant, you know, the seed planting right there and then go from there. Uh oh, did we just, uh, I think we just lost J-Bone, guys. Don't break up the hurt business. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't want to break them up, but at the same time, sooner or later, it's going to happen. But uh, we're going to hang tight real quick, folks, and uh, hopefully we get J-Bone back online. Just gonna take over. No, no, no. I'm not taking over. But as the guest tonight, I will try to provide as much entertainment and information to you. So what did you guys think about tonight's Raw? I'm I'm gonna be honest here. I'm gonna give it a good three stars from what I've seen compared to what we talked about. Um Raw has always been a solid show. It's always had some really bad storylines here and there some botchy matches but that's like every other company if i'm correct um so basically all they have to do is move forward but they need to juice it up they need to amp it up they need to throw some more intensity um just as a you know a wrestling analyst you know uh or, or you know a prospector you know, just someone who watches and cares about the product, you know, regardless how much I often do watch it. Um, you know, there's always room for improvements, even in, you know, the Ivy League companies. So you, you got to go from there. And let's get in touch with J-Bone, make sure everything's all right. <laughs> it's weird. It just booted him off like that. <laughs> Gotta keep in touch with the boss, man. So, more than likely, it had to be a computer crash, but uh, yeah, like Raw has a lot of work to do, you know, sorting things out, uh, like the whole retribution thing. If they're gonna break them up, do it soon because it's gonna destroy their credibility as single superstars down the road, um, get rid of the whole T-Bar name and Mace and, you know, give them their real names back. Uh, D-Jack and, you know, Dio Madden. Go back to those names. Go back to your original characters. That would make a significant improvement. That's who people remember you as, not for who you're about to be. Don't, don't be, don't be those guys. Um, as for the her business, do or do not break them up. Sooner or later, it's going to happen. There's going to be friction within the team. Um, guys like Fine Andrade, dude. Honestly, like if anything, uh, I would love to see Andrade come back, but as a face, uh, that would help his career. I mean, he has a whole Tony Montana gimmick, you know. But we've seen that in the past with guys like Razor Ramon. Uh, except this guy is more of a high flyer type. Um, you know, his work down in Mexico was very impressive prior to his WWE start. Uh, I, I'd, I'd like to see this guy go places. So 
it's definitely going to happen sooner or later. Um, you know, maybe he can, t- you know, maybe he can turn phase and feud, refute against, uh, or feud against Angel Garza. I mean, those two did have problems before he was off TV, so that would be a significant improvement. Um, Damian Priest, you know, I, I want to see him as a future champion. Uh, doesn't matter where he goes. Um, still waiting on J Bone to return. Uh, let's see. Nia Jackson, Shayna, or yeah, Shayna, they're they're doing fantastic as tag team champs. I'm surprised they're actually paired well. Uh, right now, Jax has it going on with the whole my whole gimmick. Um, so yeah, that that'll work out perfectly for Flair versus Asuka. Uh, I'm sure that's going to be a feud for Mania, unless they just drag it to Fastlane and then just call it from there. But I'd rather do long term booking two pay per views from now. Uh, let's see, Sheamus versus Hardy. Hopefully, that was just a one-off. But if they do bring a feud back from SmackDown, good for them. AJ versus Ricochet. I could watch those two all day. It'd be like watching Spot Fest after Spot Fest. Um, but you know, I enjoyed watching Riddle and Morrison. So that just that that made the night worth it for me right there. Just being a curtain jerking match. So we're all set there. And yeah, no reply. I think we have ourselves an issue, guys. So I'm sure J Bone's gonna clear it up on either uh, Facebook or Twitter. Uh oh. Yeah. So. What I'm going to do here, guys, uh, I'm going to do the uh, the cheap plug real quick. Um, I'm going to wrap this up for J-Bone tonight. He lost his internet, he thinks. So from there, I from the Smash This Podcast crew to Destroying Kayfabe, J-Bone and I, we both want to thank you all for tuning in tonight. We enjoyed your company. We, support the, uh, we enjoy the love and support that you guys give us, especially him. He busts his ass for you guys day in and day out to provide as much news as possible. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for holding it down. I lost internet. Yeah, hey, man, I'm holding down as much as I can. I was just about to wrap it up for you. Well, I appreciate it. So I'm back. Yes, let's let's wrap it up because now I'm just frustrated. So (laughs) Nothing wrong with that because I need to get my ass to bed soon anyway. So thanks, everyone, for, for tuning in tonight. For this uh the elimination chamber fallout and thank you styles for joining me on this i really appreciate oh, the it. pleasure man i i enjoyed the shit out of this one this this was a lot of fun you know and um you know you're welcome back absolutely anytime to cover stuff with me oh hell yeah man so all right uh you know what we do as we get out of here we smash that like button we smash that sub button we ring that bell for notifications why so (laughs) so that you know when when more of my content hits your screen and uh link is in the description to get you some of that hot stp merch hold it up styles Oh, I just put it away. Oh, it's okay. That's all right. 
you were sewing it off earlier. Right here somewhere. But there we go. Grab that merch, guys. <laughs> support, support the brand. Support the man. You know, this guy busts his ass for you guys day in and day out. Regardless if it's on STP, RTNI, these guys give you top-notch information and reviews that you need to know. Hell yeah, man. And it's going to be uh, even crazier tomorrow because it looks like uh, Bravo is going to be joining us at the top nice. of the review. So uh, either, Bravo. either we're going to be roasting him or he's going to roast us some more like usual. So yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Probably. So, um, so, yeah, we'll be discussing all that and uh, what happened with, with Penzer. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes tomorrow. But nonetheless, catch me over on the watch along tomorrow, uh, six o'clock Central, seven p.m. Uh, Eastern for the start of the watch along, which is BTI rolling into then Impact Wrestling because they got that pre-show now. And we're covering all three hours we'll see we'll see how well i hold up for this so tune in tomorrow night and then come back here wednesday for aew dynamite and so on and so on so we'll see you guys real soon much love again thanks for the glitch i hate it when that happens but um it doesn't happen too often thank god for that so we'll see you tomorrow night over on tni check you later peace out guys